We're reading in Srimad Bhagavatam. This is the tenth canto, the ninth chapter. And we are doing text number nine today. Nine and ten. Okay. I want to give uh, the summary of this chapter is done in, in the sutras when the Sri Krishna Levas Levasava. This is a, a really great book and I, I gotta I gotta say this is a, people should know about this book. So this uh, this uh, chapter nine uh, is I think appropriately titled the Maliya Shoda minus Lord Sri Krishna. The whole chapter is dedicated to this Dhamadar uh, pastime. And uh, just like the the the, the Sogi Chan, uh, the uh, Radha Madhava Puja Bihari, Krishna is being described and, and they're all names of Krishna. Every one of those Jamuna Tiravadachari, for example, is a name of Krishna. It's a big long compound. You can do this in Sanskrit. You can, like putting boxcars together, you can make these big long compound names. So Jamuna Tiravadachari means, well, you, usually with a big long compound, you go backwards. Chari means one who wanders, a wanderer. Where? Uh, the vana, the vana means uncultivated land, literally forest. We always say, but you know, could be desert even. You know, <laughs> uncultivated land. Jamuna uh, tira. That's on the banks of the Jamuna River. Jamuna tira vanchar. He who is a wanderer in the woodlands on the banks of the Jamuna River. It's Krishna's name. If I really wanted to give somebody a hard time as an initiating guru, I could call them and name is Jamuna Tiravadachari. Thus. So, uh, but it's a name. So, so what, 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 what Sanatai Goswami does in this book is he takes these whole tenth canto and turns it into names of Krishna. And so, reading this version of the tenth, this summary, kind of condensed version of the tenth canto, uh, it's just like chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. Just a series of names of Krishna. In the vocative case, or, or in the case of offering obeisances. Like that. So here, uh, well, I'll just give you an example. This begins, chapter 9 begins, the, the English is like this. Once when your mother was, because you can't duplicate this effect in English, so when you translate it, you have to do it in, you know, grammatically different. Once when your mother was just starting to churn yogurt and was singing about your pastimes, you grabbed hold of the yogurt churning rod, greedy for her breast milk. So that's the narration. But here's how he does it. That's the name of Krishna. 
Lolupa, it is Lolupa, greedy. You're greedy for what? Stamya, uh, breast milk. Uh, of who? Uh, three, your mother. Uh, and, and the mother is described as Dati Nirmantara Arambi, beginning to churn the yogurt. So that said, you who were greedy for the breast milk of your mother who was just beginning to churn the yogurt, in the name of Krishna. <laughs> 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 he does it all the way, yeah? Then the next name, Jani Gita Charita. Uh, uh, and uh, you whose activities were sung by your mother. Charita, your pastimes or activities. Gita, sung by Janani, your mother. Now, this is Krishna's name, one whose mother sings his pastimes. And then, another name, Dandi Mantana Dandadrik. Uh, and that whose uh, uh, mother held this Danda. Uh, that was meant for churning yogurt, the yogurt churning rod. You know. So she held that. Uh, uh, so this is this is how the, the, this goes. Uh, and, and really, you know, to read this, if you if you can do it, you know, taking advantage of the. the, the the Sanskrit transliteration and the word for word, and you read it the way it is, it's like really amazing effect. <laughs> anyway, so I'll just read the English here. Good. So here's this chapter in summary. Once when your mother was just starting to churn yogurt and was singing about your pastimes, you grabbed hold of the yogurt churning rod, greedy for her breast milk. Uh, bef be before you had drunk your fill, at your mother's breast, she went away to take milk off the stove. Then, your lips pouting in false anger, you broke the yogurt pot. Oh, you whose favorite food is newly churned butter. So here, our translator, Gopi Pranadhan, is able to give them this effect of being words uh, addressed to Krishna. And, uh, Oh, you whose favorite food is newly churned butter. Navanita Mahashana. Ashana is what you eat, your food. Ashana, Maha Ashana is your big food, your favorite food is Navanita, fresh churned butter. So, oh, you whose favorite food is newly churned butter, you stole the fresh butter hanging from the ceiling, enjoyed his taste, and scattered the butter all about. He made a mess. <laughs> I mean, he was really naughty. He came in there, you know, they're careful people, they, these, <laughs> you know, they, they, they work hard to make that butter and to keep it and everything, and he went in there and just created a mess. He, it was like a one-man... Mm -hmm. Engine of destruction in there. 
one boy, engineering construction. Your body became smeared with butter. That's how bad it was. The butter was all over the place, and he was all like slick and glossy with the same butter. You know, he just didn't take it and eat it, you know. He played havoc with it. And of course, we understand it's not mentioned in this particular condensation, but he was feeding it to the monkeys also. I mean, that's their livelihood, you know? I mean, it wasn't like... Anyway. Your body, your body became smeared with butter, and when the sound of your tiny bells gave you away, he's hiding, you know, but you couldn't stop it. Uh, when it, the sound of your tiny bell gave you away, great giver of butter and charity. So here again, Navanita Mahadatra. The great giver of Navanita. That's what they mentioned the monkeys in here. You shed false tears, scared of punishment for your theft. With your fear of your mother, and your anxiety to flee, you put on a delightful show in the village courtyard. So there was a lot of people watching. <laughs> what happened? It was, it was, you have to get the, this is a nice way to do this because it shows this aspect of a theatrical performance by Krishna to delight everybody. So everybody is watching what's going on. But then you understood how fatigued your mother had become, oh Damodar, I bow down to you. So she was chasing him, he was running around, they're running around everywhere. And then he understands she's really tired. So therefore, uh, he gets caught. The rope, your new ornament. The rope, your new ornament. Your eyes got it, and, and so, so the name is one who has the, wears the ornament of a rope. Dhamma mm -hmm. Akalpa. That's, that's the name of Krishna. Mm -hmm. The rope, your new ornament, your eyes darting here and there, you were firmly tied to the mortar. O object of Yashoda's motherly love, a limited one, you thus became bound by a rope. That's the end of this particular chapter. So this done in a few shlokas like this, in a, in a condensed form. You can see that Sanatana Goswami condensed the whole tenth canto, and then could sit and just recite the whole tenth canto, or remember the whole thing. It's far doing that. Just to show you, you know, some levels of Krishna consciousness are like, that's, uh, that's pretty good. So we are on the... Uh, uh, Bhagavatam, uh, chapter, uh, this chapter, and text number nine. Uh, I'll read the, the Sanskrit. Tam atyastim prasyamikshasatvas when Lord Sri Krishna saw his mother, stick in hand, he very quickly got down from the top of the mortar and began to flee as if very much afraid. 
although yogis try to capture him as Paramatma by meditation, desiring to enter into the effulgence of the Lord with great austerities and penances, they fail to reach him, but Mother Yashoda, thinking that the same personality of God had Krishna to be her son, began following Krishna to capture him. So this is uh, so tam a atyasthim tam unto mother Yashoda who atyasthim ata means carrying this yasta this yasti the stick she has this stick in her hand apparently it was the churning stick that she, that she uh, 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 with a stick in her hand, uh, Prasamiksha, when Krishna saw her like that, Sattva, uh, uh, very quickly, uh, he got down. Kata uh, from there, Avarunya. So now he's seen that she's coming with a stick in his hand. He sees the stick and it's fast. <laughs> He jumps down because he had turned the, the mortar upside down in order to reach the butter, and so now uh, he, he jumps down, uh, and, and uh, 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 bita bat. Uh, the word bita means fear, but it has this bat, so it means as if afraid. He's putting on a show. As if afraid, uh, uh, and uh, uh, his mother, Mother Yashoda, she just called Gopi. That 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 Gopi uh, began to follow him. Anavata, Anavata began to follow him, and then he's described this way: Nayam Apayoginam. who is not attained by the yogis. They fail to, to reach him, but she is beginning to follow him this way. Uh, in the great yogis, Shamanq uh, uh, failed to reach him. Uh, there, these yogis are described trying to enter uh, either Brahman or Parabhatma, the uh, Tapasavane austerities and penances, uh, they do this uh, mana, by, uh, by meditation or by the mind. Uh, uh, although yogis is translated here, so he's fleeing as if afraid, she begins to follow him, uh, to catch him, although he's hard to catch because even the yogis uh, who perform austerities and penances uh, to do that tapasa uh, and, and you know uh, these yogis are not the urban yogis but these are people who uh, go to the forest uh, to get out of the uh, 
into a sattvic environment. And uh, when you want to go to the forest like that, how do you live? Well, you, you know, roots and berries and whatever is locally available, you're not going to kill animals. You don't light a fire, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't do too much. But, uh, and of course, if you do pranayama, you can really, uh, really reduce your uh, physical needs that way. And so you don't have to take lunch breaks and uh, all this other stuff to mess up your meditation and, 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 and so on. Uh, so the, 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 this, these people, these yogis, at least in the days of yours, they were like Olympia, Olympic athletes of the spirit. You know, they were like very highly trained uh, to to do this thing, uh, to to uh, by by the pranayama, uh, they were they were able to gain control of the involuntary uh, aspects of their. Uh, uh, metabolism and the workings of their bodies so that eating, sleeping gradually, gradually breathing even uh, is less demand so that they could withdraw the attention from the body uh, uh, and uh, in this way uh, I mean these people were really good at what they did uh, and uh, uh, so these are, and, and here it says they try to meet you. Well, uh, let me read Prabhupada's purport here. Uh, uh, he says that yogis, mystics, want to catch Krishna as Paramatma. Yeah, that, 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 the, the, uh, the Ashtanga Yoga system, Pantanjali, that's the goal, the, the, the Paramatma. Uh, uh, so it says, yogis, mystic, want to catch Krishna as Paramatma, and with great austerities and penances, they try to approach him, yet they cannot. Here we see, however, that Krishna is going to be caught by Yashoda and is running away in fear. Now notice how Prabhupada says, is going to be caught. This is, this He's not going to make it because, after all, he's a little kid. Anyway, this illustrates the difference between the bhakta and the yogis. Yogis cannot reach Krishna, but for the pure devotees like Mali and Shoda, Krishna is already caught. That's interesting. He's already caught. And we say he was abound by his mother's love. He's already caught. She's done it. <laughs> Krishna was even afraid of Mother Yashoda's stick. So, uh, it says here, Bhitavat, as if afraid. But it's like an actor sometimes who gets so into the role, they forget who they are. There was one famous actor, I think it was maybe Hallbrook playing Mark Twain or something like that big long run and very famous uh, there's a story uh, about him or maybe it's some other actor but the, someone when some con artist he was out signing autographs you know for people and, and uh, so some con artist 
it's and what looked like you know somebody to autograph it was actually a check, <laughs> a bank check. <laughs> Those days, you could. and so he's going to take a Hal Holbrook signature to the bank and you know empty out his bank account. And uh, uh, they looked at the check and it was signed Mark Twain. <laughs> <laughs> So sometimes you get so absorbed in your character, you, you, you forget who you are. So Krishna was into this pastime. Uh, he causes the devotees to forget he's God, and he himself forgets. You say he can't do that? Well, he manages. Uh, he gets absorbed. Uh, so Krishna was even afraid of the mothers, yes, so to say, because he wants to have this relationship with the devotee. He's interested in, 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 in enhancing, tasting, this interchange of love. So he becomes as if subordinate, as if subordinate to his devotee and likes it. Uh, and then Prabhupada mentions, this was mentioned by Queen Kuti in her prayers, Baya Bhavanaya Astitasya, this is 1831. Krishna is afraid of Mali Yashoda, Yashoda, and yogis are afraid of Krishna. Yogis try to reach Krishna by jnana yoga and other yogas, but fail. Yet although Mali Yashoda was a woman, Krishna was afraid of her as clearly described in this uh, uh, verse. In his commentary to this, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, Yashoda held a stick in her hand to instill fear in Krishna. He is described as very much afraid, Bhitavat, because he understood the great affection of his mother, although internally Krishna had no fear. Or it can mean that Krishna stood up and fled in a fearful manner. His activities were fearful. And then he, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti, quotes from the uh, Queen Kunti's prayer in Bhagavatam Bar- 1831. Uh, o Krishna, Yashoda took up a rope to bind you when you committed an offense, and your perturbed eyes overflooded with tears, which washed the mascara from your eyes. That was the habit. And still today in India, they, they, they will put. Uh, Kajal around the children's eyes. I think it also has medicinal effects, uh, not just for uh, cosmetic reasons. But anyway, so that that was on his eyes. So if tears, you're afraid, though fear personified is afraid of you, this sight is bewildering to me. That Krishna, who, 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 uh, Kunti sees him more in his majestic aspect uh, as, 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 as royalty, as a warrior, uh, 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 and, and so here, uh, because he, he, you know, he, uh, Krishna was born in royalty, because of fear he was hidden away to grow up among rule, what you might call peasants these kind of, kind of rural uh, 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 farmers and 
calibers and, and things like that, uh, and, and to wait until the right time would come when he, when he could uh, uh, remove the usurpers and, and reestablish the proper uh, uh, heritage. This is an archetypical plot. Actually, you see it in many kind of stories like this. Uh, so that's that's. Uh, so Kunti uh, is more familiar with, 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 with Krishna as royalty and therefore as uh, majestic. Uh, these these are the feature royalty is has these features of Aishvarya, majesty, power, opulence. Even in our democracy. The president in the United States doesn't usually just don't show up. There's there's a motorcade, there's secret service men, there's a helicopter overhead. You know, there's a, there's a guy with a little box with has the button to start the nuclear war. You know, this is so. Even today, it's like that. Yashoda chased her son, who can never be attained even by the great mystic and yogis, the yogina, who perform penances and austerities and meditation uh, to enter uh, Brahma. So he also, also clarifies this, uh, this point here. Uh, uh, now, what, he's not attained because, because when you're dealing with Krishna, uh, the absolute truth, Brahmeti Paramatmeti Bhagavaditi, that, that one absolute truth is known in three features as Brahman, as Paramatma, and as Bhagavan. Uh, so they're all features of transcendence. The Brahman feature, uh, the impersonal Brahman, that, that usually by Jnana Yoga, uh, the idea is to enter into that. Brahman effulgence. So that's one feature of, of the absolute truth. Uh, uh, then the, the, the Paramatma feature, which is the explicit goal of, of Ashtanga Yoga, the Paramatma, the Lord in the heart, uh, who is there uh, with every living entity. Uh, and in a way is a personal feature, uh, but at the same time, uh, some, some, there's one, one who encounters Paramatma understands that this Atma in myself is the Atma of everyone and therefore is running the whole universe. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Eka Amshina Stitam Jagat. With an Eka Amsha, one part of myself, I, I am uh, maintaining this whole universe with a tiny piece of myself. So this is a partial, just like Brahman is one, one revelation of Krishna, uh, of the absolute truth, uh, partial, but still there, uh, 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 because of the capacity and the ideas uh, of the person who approaches. Uh, then, then here is Paramatma, uh, the super soul. This, the, this is the Lord as He is in relationship to the material energy and those jivas who are trapped within. 
and then Bhagavan. This is the same Lord in his own internal realm uh, of Vaikuntha, where uh, for the most part the jivas in the material world uh, are, are, are trapped in material bodies, undergoing their karma. Those who become advanced to know him to some extent, uh, one way or another. Uh, but Krishna and Vaikuntha, how is he attained? Not, not by these, these efforts, which are not really um, formed as a personal relationship. They don't attain him, uh, but the, the devotees attain him. And then there, there is, of course, the, the idea, uh, the word, this Bhagavad, one who has all opulences. But, but then there, there, there's the Lord who is majestic, Aishwarya, his majesty is there, and certainly God is majestic and awesome. Uh, but so awesome, very difficult to come, become close to. So you don't see pastimes like this except in Vrindavan. Uh, uh, even in Krishna's own Leela, when he was in, uh, in, in Dwarka uh, with so many queens and so many palaces, you know, there, there the opulence is on display. Uh, and a lot of Vaishnavas worship the Lord in opulence. Uh, we had a chance once to, to see the deity at Vinkanteshwara, uh, where the Sri Vaishnavas worship him in opulence. And just to get to see him, you got to work really hard. If you have no program, you got to climb stairs. I was with a, with a group of devotees and GBC. They were very, very nice people. These, uh, uh, they, they appreciate this one a lot. And they said to us that you know, we, we can do the deity worship, but we can't preach like you do. And, uh, and so they, they appreciate us. Uh, and so we were having uh, one, one, one meeting there at Iskon uh, Temple. At, at, that place, and so they arranged that we would all go up by bus. The GBC members of meeting and go in front of all the crowds and everything. I felt a little embarrassed, <laughs> but we got a, got in there, and, and it was really good because you could really see, get that effect of Aishwarya. I mean, it's really because it, you know, we had a swift entry, you know, but but so you the long bus ride up the hill. And then you can see the waiting lines that they have for all the pilgrims coming to get darshan. You know, they wait a long time. I mean, they have like, uh, you know, yeah, there's just like quite a mess. And then you get to the temple, then you get to see the deity. It's also like going through a maze. You don't know where you're going, you know, this way and that way, and here and there. And, and you know, with Iskran, our temples, we have these big altars, these big darshan rooms. Uh, in this tradition, it, 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 the, 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 the darshan room is tiny. And when you, when you get to see the deity, 
you know, it's just a very narrow little kind of doorway that you're looking through where he is. And the priests are there, and to see, uh, see being in page one, they open the curtain, close the curtain, shook, shook. <laughs> it's like that, you come all that way. And, but somehow or other, I mean, it's just like, it's awesome. <laughs> and when you see him, you know, he's like really there, you know, I was like, I mean, there's so much potency in that place. I was like really astounded uh, to see. And for us, when they showed us to the, our group, our, our group, then we would go that darshan about two or three at a time. They actually held the curtains open longer than they usually do, you know. <laughs> so you had like a whole, you know, 20 seconds or <laughs> thing like that. So I can, I, you know, so the difficulty of getting up that mountain, waiting to see it, uh, just emphasizes the, 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 the rarity of the privilege you have of getting that darshan. I mean, yeah, we're so liberal, but, <laughs> but the, that's a, uh, uh, and you may take it casually, which would be the, the downside. But but uh, the, because we are actually worshiping our, our Krishna in Vrindavan, uh, that that is higher, even though it's uh, not uh, because because of the sweetness, because the relationships are very very close. Again, Kunti could not. How can he be afraid of his mother? Here's the all-powerful Lord. How does he do like this? Fear himself is afraid of Krishna, and yet he's afraid of his devotee. So, uh, Yashoda, her feelings for Krishna are maternal. Mother uh, for her child. Uh, and Krishna enjoys drinking her milk. That milk is pure love. So he really likes it. Because he's enjoying these relationships that are very, very intimate. And in order to foster that relationship, he'll take whatever subordinate position. Is, is, is necessary uh, to, to keep on, uh, on going like, like this. Uh, and it's because of, of this that then you see you know, the, real, the real opulence and, 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 and greatness of Krishna. His greatness is in becoming subordinate to his devotees and, 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 and taking off the uh, opulence is in order to show his sweetness, his madhurya. Uh, uh, that, that's, that, that's why he does it. And in that reciprocation, his, his love is increasing. And the devotee's love is increasing. And they're all going greater and greater. How can God increase? Well, because there are some things that have no upper limit. And so there's this dynamic. Uh, 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 and Prabhupada described it once. Uh, we were at a, a, a 
professor of Newfoundland and Prabhupada was there. He was looking at uh, Radha Krishna there. Uh, and, and, and he said, to explain to us, this is in Chaitanya Charta, we did it. And he said that Krishna and Radha are together. And then Krishna looks at Radharani. And he sees how beautiful she is. And when he sees how beautiful she is, his love increases. And as his love increases, his beauty increases. We all know in the material world when people are happy, they look better. <laughs> uh, of course, there's a kind of a limit in the material world because you know your mind is one thing and body is another thing. But in, uh, when people are in, in transcendence, there's no difference between the soul and the body, the body and the mind, the mind and the soul. One spiritual entity. So when you actually become happier, then everything is getting more beautiful. So Krishna becomes more beautiful, and Radharani sees that Krishna has become more beautiful, and her happiness increases. And when her happiness increases, her beauty in Krishna increases, and Krishna sees she's become even more beautiful. His joy overflows, and his beauty increases, and so it goes. Prabhupada went like this, there is no limit. Now this is the dynamic that's going on. And we are being asked to take part in, to contribute. We have a contribution. Somehow we can join into this and we can actually act in such a way to foster it and to participate in the same way. It says that that that, that Krishna, the black tamal tree, that, that is like a, that tree, and Radharani is like the vine, that uh, the creeper that winds, winds around that tree, embracing her. But that her gopis, her assistants, they are like the leaves on that vine, so that whatever she feels, uh, her uh, sakis, they participate in, in that feeling. So all joined in, in, in together. So here we're in this pastime, we we see this at work. That Yashoda's uh, maternal feelings for her, he's an eternal boy. Just as your own mom, you never really grow up. <laughs> he remains the eternal child uh, for her. And she always thinks of him that way, even when they met at Kurukshetra. You know, that's how she saw him. Uh, 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 so uh, uh, this this is uh, esoteric knowledge, and then I always wonder, you know, if it's so esoteric, how come I know it? <laughs> Maybe it's not so worthwhile because I know it. Much of Marx, I've never joined a club that would have me as a member. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, how do I know it? Well, this is also because, because we happen to be uh, born at, uh, in the time that Lord Chaitanya's movement is coming over the world. And Lord Chaitanya is giving a process of bhakti that's so powerful 
that uh, uh, people who are not qualified can become qualified. This is in the Bhagavatam, I mean, about bhakti. Uh, there's one verse, Kirata Hunandra Puminda Kusha Abhira Shumba Yuvana Kashadaya Yinye Shapapa Yarapashvaya Shvaya Sudanti it's, it's a list of sinful people, <laughs> outcast tribal people, you know, Kirata, Hunandra, Polinda, Bukusha. Polinda is the Greeks, for example. <laughs> people outside the realm of Vedic culture. Even those who are more sinful. I mean, what, how can a people be sinful? Well, from a Vedic point of view, if you're a national diet is hamburgers. That would put you <laughs> in that category, you know, and beer, your national beverage, you know, whatever, you know, these are beer and sausages, right? Oh. Uh, even those can become delivered by taking shelter of one who is taking shelter of Krishna. That's that's a kind of theme song <laughs> for the Krishna consciousness movement. Uh, so that's how we can we can notice that, that here we have access to the Srimad Bhagavatam and to this aspect of God. People don't know it. In, in the West there's some, of course, idea of God, but always majestic, almost always majestic. I had a friend who was a Roman Catholic and, and uh, his mother used to take care of a baby Jesus deity uh, and bathe him and dress him and all, all those things like the infant of Prague some revelation in Prague and there was this image of baby Jesus so, so you, the, the natural tendency is there and at least in Christianity uh, you know through Jesus God becomes more accessible uh, in, in, in a certain way and you can think of baby it's all originally there in, in this uh, uh, this giving full facility uh, 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 of uh, this uh, Lord as, as a person and in being, being able to enter into relationship with other people and in that relationship with other people himself derives some benefit I, I believe that you, we have to end up pretty soon. Do we stop at 12? No, you can go a little. Okay, well, a few questions. Okay, I guess, okay. Um, it is interesting to see uh, that, that uh, uh, Krishna himself wants each one of us in this, this material world to come to him. And you may wonder why. I mean, he's surrounded by, you know, so many perfected devotees that we read about, hear about, who came and displayed his pastimes in the world for a while. Why should he care about those of us that are sitting here sucking our thumbs? He wants us back. He wants us there. 
And, and that means he wants a relationship. And that means that, that we have something to contribute to, to his life. Uh, there's so many coward boys you read about. Each one is an individual. That means no, no two are alike. But they're not like clothespins. They're individuals. And every spirit soul has a spiritual individuality different from all the others. And that means that the relationship that one has with Krishna will have its own particular accent or flavor or twist to it or something. So we have something to contribute. And, and he wants us back. Uh, how do I know this? Well, to, to me, because, because when it began to, to, to dawn on me that actually, how badly does Krishna want us back? Because I thought of the difficulty that Srila Prabhupada, in fact, a whole string of devotees that I know of personally and historical time, what they went through to bring Krishna consciousness to me. That Bhakti Vinod Thakur, thinking of all the people in the world that didn't have Krishna, you know, to, to, you know to, took, actually he's the one that really kind of took what seemed to be a local religion of Bengal uh, and, and, and kind of began to retrofit fit into go out beyond India. And then Bhakti Siddhanta began to carry it through. He sent missionaries uh, to London in 1933 uh, with books, with a book that they had, had written called Sri, uh, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Uh, they went in 1933, and then the whole thing came to a stop. I mean, one thing, there was some internal difficulty. He passed away in, in 36, and his movement split up a little bit. But in a, another way, you know, there was a kind of... Because 1933 was the same year that Hitler came to power in Germany. He was appointed chancellor at the beginning of the year, and by the end of the year, the Reichstag began to give him dictatorial powers. So literally all hell was <laughs> going to break loose. And so there was a pause for that to happen. <laughs> and then, then uh, Srila Prabhupada, you know, he came at exactly the right time. Sometimes, even in public, he castigates himself that he had to wait so long until his old age to do what his spiritual master asked him to do when he was a young man. But Krishna's in charge of timing. And he came at the right time. I sometimes, what if Prabhupada came in, you know, 1955? What would have happened? Well, <laughs> but he came at the right time, and he went through such difficulty. You know, I mean, he really had no institutional support. He had no money. Uh, he didn't have uh, youthful energy. Uh, uh, I'm older now than he was when he came, and I can understand. Wow, how hard! You know, for me to just just you know move a couple of degrees of latitude north of my own country was pretty hard, and, and he like never been outside of India, came all the way to America, that must have been a shock. And he happened to come in the fall, so the first treats of America were the <laughs> winter in New York City, which you all know. Uh, so, so this, you know, 
he really went through so much trouble and so much difficulty. Why? So, so that I could be given Krishna consciousness, and you could be given Krishna consciousness. Somebody cared that much. Because people like Srila Prabhupada and Bhakti Siddhartha Saranandi, they understand what Krishna wants. More than anything else is to bring uh, all of us who are out, uh, out in the uh, freezing cold and the rough world, uh, trying to find out little scraps of happiness here and there and gobble them up and be satisfied and not being satisfied. Because we want Krishna. We're, we're born wanting Krishna and then uh, something wonderful and then we, you know, mistake channel six for that or whatever, you know. <laughs> we find something to be enthusiastic about and then after a while it doesn't satisfy us anymore and then we're disappointed and then we're angry and uh, so on. Uh, we don't find it. And then we die unsatisfied and we take birth again, you know, so on. Wanting something. But uh, uh, when we finally get to Krishna, that's who we are really looking for. Uh, we, we, and we just have to, by the process of bhakti yoga, we 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 learn to become uh, clarified of all the garbage, so that our actual love becomes revealed. Our love, love for Krishna, and then we find out who we are, because who we are is in a relationship to Krishna, and not only when. Does Krishna become revealed? We become revealed to ourselves. And we, 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 we find ourselves for the first time uh, in, in that, that, that relationship. Uh, and, and, uh, and it's fortunate for us, even though we can sit here today at this time in this city and hear about Mother Yashoda and her relationship with Krishna. She's chasing after him. Uh, so this verse is anticipating the very next verse, uh, where uh, 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 she gets him. <laughs> because here it says the, the, the uh, yogis, they, 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 they the reason they don't reach him, they may reach Brahman, uh, they may reach Paramatma, but that's just the single, this is Krishna, in, just in relationship to the material world. It's not really the development of, uh, if, if there's anything like a, a rasa, it's, it's shanta, passive adoration. Uh, uh, passive adoration means you're attracted to Krishna, but you stand off like this, and you think God is so great, I, I, I can only just sit there. I can't do anything for him. He has everything he needs and so on. And so that's the, this idea of Shantarasa. Uh, and because there's no interaction, sometimes it's not counted as an actual rasa. Uh, uh, we do, but it's called Shanta. This, this, this passive uh, adoration. That's just, but you come to the beginnings of that uh, as with the, the Paramatma feature. Uh, 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 so, uh, of the Lord. So, here in the next verse, it goes like this. 
that we hear that may be inconceivable or mm-hmm. hard to understand. It's said that uh, Radharani never repeats like a recipe when she cooks for Krishna. She what? Doesn't repeat the recipes. She's always mm-hmm. cooking something different. Oh, I see what she cooks for Krishna. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also heard that 
Ashul Prabhupada was once asked, like, what is the experience of eating like a, a, a sweet mm-hmm. in the local Vrindavan? And I believe Prabhupada's answer was something like, it's like you're tasting it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also hear that like when Radha and Krishna meet, it's like they're meeting for the first time, mm-hmm. although they're the same two people. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to conceive of Radharani like not repeating the recipe, mm-hmm. do we conceive of it as like every time she's cooking for Krishna, she's finding new ingredients and new spices, or is it that she cooks something and it's like it's new every time? But when she cooks, it's the taste of her love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as she is ever changing and ever growing and that's ever increasing, so so that's there. Uh, I once was giving a lecture on Krishna consciousness and uh, uh, a professor, I guess from Penn, uh, brought a bunch of graduate students and they heard me speaking about I actually was talking about Ramachandra, I think about it. Anyway, they say, surely you don't take that literally. Uh, uh, and people say, well, you can't take that literally. You know? uh, but I do. I said, I told them I do take it literally, but I don't know the literal meaning. You see, you, you see we take, take, the, take the word love. We see things here that we call love. But what's actually love is what's there with Krishna. What you see here is something like that, something has some dim resemblance. But the real so the real meanings of words are what things mean in relationship with Krishna. That's the literal meaning. And so when these I and as these are described when we first look at Bhagavatam or hear Krishna's description, well, we'll bring to it what we think. But as our consciousness becomes purified, we can actually begin to understand the literal meaning of the word. And, and of course, it's so literal, well, Krishna and Krishna's name are the same. When we say Krishna, Krishna is there. Well, because I, I, I'm not competent to say his name properly, I'm not qualified, still I can, I could, the means and the ends are also the same, so by chanting Hare Krishna, I become purified, and I can begin to understand more and more that name Krishna. And then I can understand bigger names of Krishna, Yashodananda, Gopijana Ramjana, you know, that's another name. And then think of Srimad Bhagavatam as one big name of Krishna. <laughs> that's what it is. You can string them together like that. That's basically the, 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 the same idea. So we are, but the means and the ends are the same by hearing and chanting about Krishna, by reading Bhagavad Gita, reading Srimad Bhagavatam. We are approaching to the point where we can actually understand what we are reading. We have to become qualified. Uh, we, we become purified. Uh, and th- that's why we also add things to this, like the, the, the notorious regulative principles of Krishna consciousness. Because Prabhupada has described this, that, that, that if we want to understand, we want to hear Srimad Bhagavatam properly, we have to hear, he said, with rapt attention. And to have that rapt attention, 
we have to be pure in mind. This is a principle of yoga also, right? One, you know, one pointedness in mind. That we should rapt attention. To have rapt attention, one has to be pure. It has to be pure. And not only pure, but in all the activities of life, Prabhupada says, pure in eating, sleeping, mating, and defending, even the most basic, fundamental, biological aspects of life that we share with all the animals, eating, sleeping, mating, and defending, all those things have to be done in a pure way. And then one can hear with the proper attention. And then, Prabhupada said, you will see Krishna directly in the pages of Bhagavatam. And so that is, our, that is our process, and that, that process of purification is there. The, the regular principle of no, no illicit sex, no intoxication, no meeting, no gambling, these are not, you, we sometimes think of them in this little category, you know, here's moral rules. And then usually those moral rules in religion are based on reward and punishment. That if you, if you follow these horrible rules, You'll get up, there'll be a pie in the sky when you die, as the communists used to make fun of it. Uh, you know, you'll get a reward. For you, you suffer now, you get a reward later. And if you break the rules, you go to hell and you get punished. But the, these regular principles are principles of knowledge. They, they are the conditions for having spiritual experience. And for being able to actually see and experience these, these truths. And people say, well, I, you know, I read this book and I just see some old myths or something. Well, they can't see it. They don't, they're, not, they're not qualified to read it. Uh, is it esoteric? Well, not really, because anybody can come and do it. Uh, even if you can't read, you know, you, we can make a, a, a case for you. For, for you. Uh, uh, to, to come to this uh, this, this platform that can, that can be done uh, so sometimes say yeah you know you, you religious people you know you have these, you, you, these esoteric experiences that you know only a few have science is dem democratic anybody can come in and do this yeah really you ever try, try to get into MIT, you know, how many, and graduate school, and, and, and finish the coursework? I mean, if you want to become a, a scientist, you know, they say, yeah, you know, we can prove this. Okay, show me. Well, first you have to do the experiment. And, well, to, to do the experiment, you have to know the science. That takes at least four years. And then we don't let people near this equipment until they've had, you know, two couple more years. So you mean I gotta wait seven years then before I can actually prove it? Where are you easier than that, actually? <laughs> but then there, there, there is there is a process for becoming qualified. Uh, and and uh, uh, by this this process, we we ourselves can have have these these. Uh, uh, we can, we can, think it, we can see for our, ourselves. So yeah, the literal meaning becomes apparent to us. And that's what will happen. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, just one quick comment and, uh, and a quick question to follow up. I was at Lincoln Fisher too. I almost forgotten that, that how long it took to get there. <laughs> 
Yeah, this is that, that's a very, very powerful thing. He's been worshipped so nicely for so it's long. Yeah, he really is out there for everybody. I feel like I spun. Just so yeah. Anyhow, uh, my question is, um, uh, what is the relationship that as bhaktas we uh, should aim for? You know, because we uh, at least in this tradition of. Gaudiya Vaishnava, we have Krishna is available to us, but I wonder how, how that manifests itself. <clears throat> it's not that we want to have Sarupya, is it? Or Sarupya or Sanitya. What is it that we're actually aiming for? Do you know? Well, we're, we, uh, I, I don't think in the beginning one has to aim for some particular uh, rati with, with, with Krishna. Uh, best not to use your imagination and let, let that be available. We want a relationship with Krishna, that's what we're given. Uh, and, and, and as Gaudiya Vaishnavas, I think it's best to uh, actually learn to appreciate and worship Lord Chaitanya. Uh, very, very important uh, that, that Lord Chaitanya and the Panchatattva, his associates, Panchatattva means, you know, the, the whole garment is there already. Uh, that, that when you're worshipping uh, Lord Chaitanya, you're worshipping uh, really Radha Krishna together. Uh, and, and Lord Chaitanya is very interesting because here is Krishna himself coming as a devotee. That's his tribute to devotional service, that, that he's thinking, you know, that, that I may be God and... and, 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 and uh, and, and, and uh, worshipped by Radharani, but actually Radharani is feeling more bliss than even me. And I want to understand how she feels, and I can't do it from my position, so I'm going to take the position of a devotee, and at the same time I'll, I'll spread Krishna consciousness. So, you know, so then with, with there, there's, you know, Lord Chaitanya, and then, and then there's Nityananda, who's Balarama, and Adoyka, and on that side is, is the whole Vishnu Tattva side, and then uh, Gadadhar and Srivas. You have you have the internal potency, Radharani, and and then, and and Shiva. Uh, uh, so the whole the whole uh, panoply of, uh, of of beings is is right there in the Panchatattva. So uh, that that's the best thing, and. and uh, I, th I think that we should all really take advantage of the Chitamacharitamrita, where that's the way we should enter these things, and, and, and uh, we pray to the Panchatattva. There's, there's a reason why in Mayapur there are central deities. Uh, and through Lord Chaitanya, then we, we, we enter into uh, uh, Krishna Lila, through Gaura Lila. That's my. I can understand. Mm -hmm. I just want to confirm my understanding. <clears throat> when we hear the Acharyas use phrases like um, as if angry mm -hmm. or. Um, well, it says right there, 
beta bot. You could take it different ways, but yeah, then that suffix beta bot that has it afraid. Yeah, and false anger, mm-hmm. like in this book here. Um, I mean, because the way those phrases, you know, are very suggestive of pretense, but because of yoga maya, it's not actually pretense. You called it absorption, I think. And what? Hmm? What did I call it? Absorption in, uh-huh. in the role play. You know? mm-hmm. But that's actually yoga maya. So because it's, he's, let's say, illusioned by yoga maya, when they say false anger, it's not really... <coughs> the word is beta, it's fear. fear. But in this, in this particular case, he's not mad at nothing he's shown that he's afraid of her. But she's angry. <laughs> but they, they, they use phrases like, um, you know, as if afraid. As yeah. if to say he wasn't afraid. But he was afraid because he was illusioned by Yoga Maya. Well, he allows himself to do that, yeah. Uh-huh. But see, when, when Krishna does these things, it's in order to, to, to uh, add to feelings, to increase her feelings and, and to enhance his feelings. In, in, in the spirits, what they are artists is in, is in a steady but variegated and ever-increasing ecstasy. So you talk about a recipe, these are emotional recipes that they're enjoying and they're enjoying in reciprocation with each other and they're playing with each other, and they, they assume these roles. But, I don't know, that still <laughs> makes me wonder how, like, heartfelt is are these emotions, like his fear? Well, you know, you, they, they, these liberated people of the Supreme Personality of Godhead have some far-out capacities to pull off which we can't really do. So they're very heartfelt. And if God is all-powerful, if he wants to forget he's God, he's very, very good at it. Or just think that, you know, I'm Krishna, I'm just going to play as a kid. Uh, I'm going to take this God part, and here, I'll give it to Super Soul, and you can do all that for a while, while I do this. I don't know, I mean, I don't know how to be God, you know? It's it's really beyond my pay grade. But he, I, I have full faith that he knows how to manage it. And if we enter into a relationship with Krishna, well, you know, I mean, you know, for, for advancement of Krishna consciousness, we just have to know the next step. And you take that step, then you take the next step. I don't need to look ahead 45 steps and say, how I do that one? Don't just take the next step. And if we're willing to take the next step, Krishna tells us what to do. So I can't explain how he pulls it off. (laughs) 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 But I don't think I need to, and neither do you. Because I hear conflicting things. On one hand, I hear he really does feel fear, and on the other hand, I hear as if afraid. Well, they're both true. And and that's what I'm trying to say. Are they both true because of yoga maya? 
Well, I don't know if yoga, yoga maya, uh, does yoga maya actually cover Krishna too? Usually it's the maya that unites us with Krishna. And I don't know if it's proper to call what Krishna that's what I heard that, yoga that maya he allows himself to be covered well, by yoga maya. Well, then that wouldn't, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm not quite sure. I've just never heard the yoga maya potency used in reference to Krishna before. So maybe it may be true, how you want to put it. But somehow or other, he, he, he gets into his role. And just one other point. Um, he amazes himself, you know, he does, actually. <laughs> when we say that um, Krishna, um, that we can capture Krishna, does that mean that um, he reveals himself to us? He not only reveals himself, he gives himself to the devotee. Right. He gives himself to the devotee. Well, I mean, Mother Yasoda just didn't see him. When you say reveals himself, she held him in his arms. She gave him her breast milk. You know, I mean, that's like like a very, very close interaction. When you say reveal somebody, you stand up and look at somebody on stage. You know, that that's one way, but there's other ways too. He becomes controlled by the love of his devotees. The love that his devotees have him brings him under control. That's maybe yoga maya, okay. But then he, he becomes controlled by his devotees' love. Prema Vashaha, that's the word in the Nectar, that's his character, Prema Vashaha. He comes under the control of his devotees' love. That's pretty good, God to come under control, huh? Not because, yeah, it's, it's, it's their love that does it. It means he really trusts his devotees, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that I'm intrigued by the word yoga in relation to one of the soda. I'm, I mean, it means bhakti in general surpasses the process of yoga. But I'm wondering if there's some particular relationship with Vatsalya Rasa or we find elsewhere in Bhagavatam that all of the relationships with Krishna are mentioned specifically offering a fruit that cannot be attained through yoga. Uh, well, it's, you know, the word yoga comes from the Sanskrit word yuj, which means to link or join. So it can be used in various contexts, but all, all the great devotees are linked or joined to Krishna in, in, in this, this particular way, related to Krishna. We have the English word, the, the, the cognate in English is yoke, like when you yoke together two oxen. It's the huge, comes comes from the same Sanskrit or Indo European verbal root. Yeah? You know, what I'm asking is why bring in the concept of yoga at all in relation to Mother Tussauda? Well, because it's just mentioned that 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 uh, that 
uh, in the text itself that 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 uh, the idea of capturing Krishna or attaining God uh, is she she is able to 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 reach him uh, while others who try very hard uh, with great difficulty cannot do so, and, and so it's just showing the the power of pure devotional love being much more strong than the power of mere austerities uh, and penances and strenuous efforts of pranayama and all these other kinds of things. I think that's the point. But it's not peculiar to what Sonarasa No, it's not. No. It's not peculiar to just what Sonarasa I mean, there's a whole time when the gopis are wandering around the forest looking for Krishna too, you know. <laughs> and the same theme is there, how to, how, how, how to find him and tame him and, and so on. Anything else? Thank you very much. Thank you.